Hello, listeners. This is a very special episode for all the newbies out there who haven't listened to us before and kind of might be interested to know who the Europeans are, what we're doing here, why we're doing it. So we're going to briefly introduce ourselves and give you some highlights from our favorite episodes and that you might want to go back and listen to. I am Dominic Kramer. I'm an opera singer who's British but lives in Amsterdam. And I co-host this with my very good friend, Katie Lee. Are you there, Katie? Oh, finally, you're going to let me talk. I feel like you've been talking for hours. Yes, hello, it's me, Katie. And uh, yeah, I am the other half of this podcasting enterprise all about Europe. I am a journalist. I'm based in Paris. We've been friends for a very long time, you and I. We go all the way back to university. We do, which wasn't that long ago, to be fair. It was a really long time ago. We started this podcast in November because both of us felt like there was a lot more going on in Europe than we get to hear about in the news, particularly because we're both Brits and back home, it's all about Brexit, really. And we just felt that that was a little bit sad because there's so much more going on. And actually back home, it's all about Trump as well. For those of you in North America, yes, Donald Trump does dominate our news cycle almost every single day. Thanks, America. Yeah, thanks so much. So we're trying to redress that balance and bring in some more news stories about the weird and wonderful things that happen across this continent that we call home. And there are tons of weird and wonderful things that people don't hear about, some of which you will hear about and we'll dive into them in a bit more detail. Others you will have no idea that it's happened. For example, recently we interviewed Ryan Heath, who's the chief politics writer at Politico, about this incredible research his team did into the lack of diversity in Europe. And I had a couple of hours to spare and I actually went through all of the members of the European Parliament, then all of the members of the commissioner teams, and then all of the ambassador photos. And as best I could figure out, the town is literally 99% white in its decision-making elite. We also try to look beyond politics because certainly in Britain, when we talk about Europe, it tends to be a lot of like Brussels politics, which is interesting and important, but there's so much more going on. So we have interviewed a expert on Viennese ball dancing. Wherever there's a tradition, there's somebody who says this has to change. There are many balls who transition from a classical ball opening ceremony where you have music like Strauss or music like uh, Lana or somebody to more modern music. I've been conducting many ball openings where we actually did openings to film music. I've also done rock openings to rock music, which is nice because it kind of keeps the idea of the tradition alive, but still gives it a modern touch. Is there a, um, any kind of queer ball scene or less heteronormative scene that's emerging in Vienna? I, I just guess there is, but I haven't actually looked into it. Yes, there is. And uh, today, Saturday the 27th, there is what we call the Regenbogenball. It's the rainbow ball, which is the queer ball. And they have a queer opening. They have a queer uh, midnight surprise. Everything is queer, which is really nice because they... They kind of stick with the tradition, but give it the new touch. They just express what they are, and they just make their own thing out of it. But they also keep the outline of what a ball is supposed to be. We talked to the entire Finnish Winter Olympics curling team one week. That was amazing. We talked to the guy who is the voice of Donald Trump on German public television. I have heard many times it can't be that difficult to interpret Donald Trump because his terminology is rather basic, and that's absolutely true. 
he doesn't really use um, quite a sophisticated language, but he can really get you off guard. It's that cringeworthiness, you know? Cringing is not something you can really do if you're doing live interpreting. It always gets to you like, did he really just say that? Okay, I have to say that. How can I say it? And, and those are all processes that are usually um, making interpreting much more difficult. That was a particularly amazing episode, I think. And uh, all kinds of things, really. Yeah, and one of my favourites was recently we interviewed a man who happens to be my old politics teacher who gave up teaching politics and now makes his living by speculating on Eurovision results. Eurovision, which, if you don't know, is just the most important moment in the European calendar, a big singing competition between all the different countries. An extremely big gay singing competition, which we love very much. It's not entirely gay, Katie. <laughs> no, it's not. Just all the best ones. Um, we have also interviewed Susie Menkes. She's an international editor of Vogue, talking about uh, Givenchy, the fashion designer, after he died. We talked to an IKEA designer about what makes an IKEA piece of furniture an IKEA piece of furniture. All right, they've had enough now, Katie. I haven't. One more, one more. We've talked to a Michelin-styled pizza chef about what makes a pizza a pizza, and it was really amazing okay but it's not only us talking to other people we also talk to each other quite a lot and each episode starts with uh, a wonderful segment called good week bad week where we look at someone or an institution or a country that's had a particularly good week and then the other one brings a country that's had a bad week can i just play the jingle because it's a really nice reminder of your career as an opera singer good week bad week It still makes me cringe, Katie. I got a message from an opera singing friend today being like, love this week's episode, but that good week, bad week jingle. Ooh. It's your beautiful voice. And I was like, yeah, I know. I tried to veto it, but Katie pushed for it. Apparently you're allowed to veto selfies of yourself with Macron on Twitter because you think it's unprofessional, but I'm not allowed to veto myself singing stupidly. No comment. Or as we say in French, no comment. My boss actually says that. Our other regular feature is called Happy Ending, or to give its full title, Dominic's happy ending and that's a bit where Dominic gets to shine and uh, cheer me up at the end of half an hour of actually you know what I don't need cheering up at the end of every episode because we usually have a fun time anyway. We invented this segment happy ending because we thought all the news in Europe would be really gloomy so we needed something at the end to cheer everyone up but actually as it has gone on this podcast we've realized it's not so necessary it's still fun. Yeah. We always speak to such amazing inspiring people or not always but almost always. Um, and uh, it's so nice to find out that there are people doing such amazing things across the continent. 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 If you do need the old cheering up anyway, Dominic is always here for you with a story about um, what's some good ones that you've had. A little note that's been hidden in the, the bottom of a Jesus statue for hundreds of years or... Oh, the saga of the singing road. Oh my God, that was an amazing one. When was that? Two weeks ago, I think. Yeah. Check it out, listeners. We have a huge back catalogue now. We've been doing this for 25 weeks. And uh, people say that even though obviously it's great to start with the most recent episodes because this is a quite newsy show, people get very cheered by listening to our back catalogue, which is a wonderful thing. Feel free to use us to go to sleep too. Um, we'll try not to shout too much. I myself go to sleep to podcasts every night and I know there's a very specific type of podcast that I can go to sleep to. I think this one would actually involve slightly too many jingles for me personally, but it might work for you. I fell asleep listening to us once, which was quite a weird and meta experience and not one that I want to repeat. Yeah, that's kind of creepy. Very weird. Anyway, in between episodes, listeners, if you um, fancy a little bit more of Europe, you can find us all over the internet. We are on Twitter at Europeans Pod, 
and on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Europeans podcast. And we do pictures too. Pictures too, does that sound weird? Visual imagery on uh, on Instagram. We do pictures too. Shut up. <laughs> and also we do visual imagery on Instagram.com. Instagram.com forward slash Europeans podcast. Let us know what you think. We always love getting feedback, mainly when it's positive. But also if you uh, hate our angry Macron logo, which some people do, it seems to divide people, then you, feel free to let us know. We're... Um, We're not going to change it. Sorry. Bye. Adios.